A very good morning or good afternoon or good evening to whoever is listening out there in the world. Of course, you are joined in to us here. You're tuned in to us here on Tūrangi FM. You've got myself, Keith Neewa, keeping you company. Want to send a big shout-out, first of all, going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors. They are down there on uh, Grey Street. Don't forget to go and check them out. Now, we've got a, quite a special... Uh, um, uh, full-time edition happening uh, today, but we'd like to welcome off, first of all, our man, Ra Walker. Morena, bro. Oh, oh, hola, ¿cuál es tu nombre? Mi, mi nombre es Raúl, hablo usted español, sí. I'm just, uh, just, uh, you know, yes. just, uh, I'm yes. just looking at uh, one key here, yep. sort of uh, Spanish. Your new team. Your new team that you're supporting, right? The Haguaris. Oh, I, I, I think it's everybody's new team. I hate to say, but I think the underdogs has to be the favourite at this stage. Um, sadly, the reality is I know the Crusaders are going to whoop them up, but I must say, the game against the Caves, it was very close. So, man, this Argentinian team, they're looking quite good. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, uh, we, we move on now. We've got Reno Wilkinson joining us uh, this morning as well. Uh, morning, Reno. I heard some random Spanish guy. I know. Around, right? I know. Uh, I know. 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 I yeah, it is an international show this morning. A very special guest, uh, but I'll leave it up to you to introduce our, our friend from across the Caribbean. Morning, all. Morning, bro. Now, we've also got a special guest. He is the national coach of the Jamaican rugby team. Uh, his name is Romeo Monteith. Wonderful to have you on the show there, Romeo. Yeah, man. Um, hello to all the, 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 the lads and um, fans joining us. Thanks for having me on. So, um, you know, our JT kind of hooked you up with us to uh, talk to us um, today there, Romeo. Um, can you just tell us a, a little bit, bit about yourself, uh, first of all? Um, well, you know, I'm 38 years old. I live in Jamaica, um, mm-hmm. about 30 minutes outside of Kingston. Um, I'm a father of, of a lovely five-year-old, uh, Zoe. Um you know, I, I have been in rugby league since about 2005 when it first started in Jamaica. Um, I am an English teacher as well. Um, so, you know, that's that's about it. I was born in the rural parts of Jamaica, a place called St. Elizabeth, okay. um, where there was no such thing as rugby. We only had cricket and football. Right. Um, and trees to climb, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Um, got introduced to rugby union when I came to Kingston, which is, you know, the capital of Jamaica, yeah. in about 1992. And, um, you know, I've not looked back since. Right. Oh, so, so that's what introduced you, I guess, to rugby league. Is that right? Rugby union? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, so union has been in Jamaica for a number of years. Um, you know, the expats used to play a lot back in the 70s and, and so on. Um you know, it became more local, started playing a sport in the 80s when it was introduced to, to high schools. Right. You know, my high school, um, Calabar High School, which is the, the greatest track and field um, school in the world, literally. Yeah. Um, you know, it was introduced there in about 1987 or 88. 
So when I went there in 1992, um, that's when I first saw the sport and I, I just thought, wow, you know, that looks wicked, you know. Um, I saw guys knocking each other all over the place mm-hmm. and I, I just wanted to do the same, you know. Um, and then in 2003 or so, um, I think they started a West Indies rugby league team in England. And, um, you know, there was an Australian fellow involved in it. That was Dane Campbell, who used to play at the Newcastle, um, Newcastle Knights. Right. Um, you know, he, he came to Jamaica in about 2004. And, um, you know, um, because he was like, he was a part of the whole West Indies setup. You know, he's an internationalist. So they, you know, um, their mandate was to get the sport played in the Caribbean. And, right. um, you know, we were very receptive in Jamaica at the time because, um, you know, a lot of us weren't really pleased with how the rugby union body was running the sport here. So when we realized that there was an, uh, another rugby, we didn't know about it, you know. We just thought that it was an opportunity, um, you know, to, to play rugby just the same, but, you know, um, to, to control our, our own destiny. And um, when Dane came, you know, I mean, I was a young guy at the time and I was just really impressed with his skill level. And um, I just wanted to find out more about this whole rugby league thing, you know, what it is, you know, how is it that the way he, his movements are just different from, um, you know, the, uh, the expert rugby union players I'd seen, just his, the, the, the detail to skills, you know, he, the way he passed the ball, everything was just different. Right. And, um, you know, a few of us, including Roy Calvert, who is my, you know, my, my right-hand man all through these years, you know, we're just really impressed. And, um, you know, we just took to it from that day forward. Right. Uh, so, so what kind of a competition do they have? I mean, are there a lot of teams in your um, local competition in, in Jamaica? Um, oh no, I wouldn't say a lot of teams. I mean, we, you know, we're a population of what about 2.7 million, mm-hmm. and um, in 2018 we had we had about a thousand registered players across all age groups. Um, we so we have we have about 10 to 12 schools, high schools that play rugby league each year. Um, at under 14, 16s, and 19s, uh, we also have, and that, that gives us about 350 players on average. We also have six universities and colleges that play in the intercollegiate competition. That gives us, you know, another um, nearly 200 players on an annual basis. Then we have a Division Two competition with eight teams, and we also have the National Club Championship, which we, the, the NCC, and that is our premier. Um, adult club competition for males. Um, so that's, that's our basic setup. Above that, we have what we call, um, POR, which is parish of residence. So that's basically our equivalent of, um, state of origin. So we have team red and team blue. And, um, you know, the, 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 the elite players are assigned to those two teams. And, you know, we play a two match series at all age groups annually. Um, right now we're also trying to introduce female rugby league again. Right. Um, you know, so we've started some training sessions with some females and, you know, just trying to get the buzz going, um, once more. Um, we play, we play an average, you know, between, um, a hun- between 100 to maybe 140 rugby league games per year, just depending on the number of teams, you know, that, that are around. But it's been quite a while since we have, we have played under 100 games per year. Wow. Wow. That's some pretty good going. Now, JT, so, so how was it that you, um, Met uh, Romeo there, bro. It's a funny one, Keith. I, as you know, quite um, active on Facebook, and I was on a rugby league chat forum thingy one time, and Romeo's name popped up, and I saw him post a couple of comments, and that he was, you know, living in Jamaica and trying to introduce and trying to get uh, trying to grow the sport of rugby league, and 
I thought, oh, I didn't even know they played rugby league in, you know, Me neither. in that part of the So, you know, being where we come from, I've explained this to you before, Ramey, you know, we're, we're massive Bob Marley fans and <laughs> yeah. uh, Rick fans, so to me that's just the ideal situation, rugby league, reggae, Bob Marley all in the same spot, so... I made mention to him, I said, look, mate, I'm, I'm hoping to get over there in the next couple of years, and fortunately we were lucky to get there and, and watch a couple of, of the young fellas' canes, and I think Romeo touched on it earlier with the, 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 the fact that, you know, it's one of the best, um, one of the best track and field school in the world, yes. uh, and that's pretty much spread across the country, and if you look at these young fellas that are playing that day, pure, pure athletes, you know, and with a bit of guidance and a bit of time, I think they can really um, you right. know, be a power. I mean, you know, fast forward to October or November last year, they qualified for the uh, for the Rugby League World Cup in 2021, and you know that's that's no mean feat. And mm. you got to take care of the blokes like Romeo and, and Roy Calvert and other people over there that are you know running the game. And make, I, I think it's just massive, marvellous. And I, I, you know, we're looking forward to heading out to the World Cup and hopefully catching up with Romeo in 2021. Cool. And uh, wish him nothing but success. You know, like I said, there's definitely a bond between us as coasties yeah. and the in Jamaica with the reggae and ball bars. So that's true that, true that. <laughs> uh, now, um, I had no idea that there was a, a rugby league team in Jamaica. I, I, I didn't even think that they would have been playing rugby league in Jamaica. Did you think that yourself, the arena? No, definitely not. Mate, the closest thing I know, like JT said, is uh, the Bob Marley music, everything like that. That's what we grew up with. And um, obviously, moving through what, the 90s, we heard of the Cool Runnings movie. Yes. Didn't even know they had a bobsled team. But uh, to hear a Jamaican uh, rugby league team, bro, and playing, what, 100 games a year, that is huge. Uh, that is so huge. I hear JT inviting us guys over with them in 2021, so I'm excited as well. Yeah, that that is huge. I mean, because... Now, I'm not sure about you, Ra, but... Um, <laughs> we, I, I doubt in our little area of the Tairawhiti, which is probably bigger um, than, than than the island of Jamaica, our little area in, in little old East Coast Tairawhiti, Gisborne, probably don't have many games of rugby league at all uh, of late, eh? No, it has been a bit quiet around here, Keithy, and uh, there's been a bit of an exodus and uh, a lot of our former league players, you know, going elsewhere to play or just converting over to the union, sadly. Um, but, yeah, um, no, good to hear from Romeo. I, I um, was aware that they played rugby in, in the West oh, okay. in, in Jamaica only because of, like us, you know, um, we're part of the old English colony, so mm-hmm. obviously the sport of rugby kind of spread all around, you know, the world that way. Um, rugby league, not so much, so good to hear that the game is, is taking root there. And, uh, look, I, I can only... Predict um, big things for the for any West Indian side. Look at their cricket team. Well, I was going to ask Romeo what his thoughts are on on the West Indian cricket team at the moment over there. Not that I'm a cricket fan, but uh, it just goes to show that the natural sporting talent um, that there is in, in in our little island countries like Jamaica. I mean, brilliant players over there, and they'll be a great addition to uh, to any rugby league, uh, you know, World Cup. Yeah, are you somewhat of a f- fan of cricket there yourself, um, Romeo? Um, well, I, I used to be a big, a pretty big fan. As I said, I, I grew up playing cricket. Um, <laughs> that and, and football, you know, th- those are the two sports that I knew in the country. Um, you know, I played a little bit coming into my, my, my teenage years. Um, but as I said, you know, when I, when I went to high school, as soon as I saw rugby, I mean, that just became my, my focus. Um, I, I stopped playing rugby one year. So that was in fourth year and I, I went and I started playing cricket again. 
mm-hmm. then left the cricket and went back to rugby, you know, um, for the, for the remainder of my high school career. Um, you know, yeah, I used to love, you know, the fast bowlers, especially, I mean, you know, Walsh and Ambrose and those guys, you know, have always been my, my, my icons, you know, I, I'm six, six, six feet five. Right. Or six foot five. Yeah. So, you know, I used to oh. do a bit of bowling myself. Oh, okay. Um, but the game, you know, I mean, obviously with the fortunes of the team, um, yes. not being as, as good as it was before, mm. um, it's a, it has lost a lot of the, the shine that, that, that was behind it in, in the, um, like in a country like Jamaica, especially where, I mean, Jamaica is a sports mad country, you know, yes. we do, we do everything here, you know what I mean? Right. Any sport you can think of, you know, um, it has either been here or, or it is here in yeah. some way or form. Um, so, you know, we're very athletic people. Um, you know, we're, we're very serious about sports and it, it, you know, gives a lot of opportunities to a lot of kids. And, yeah. um, it's a way for us to express ourselves. And, you know, we're just always trying to, um, basically just, just shock the world in terms of, um, you know, our, our achievements. Um, so, you know, what I mean, right now, I mean, my, I just hope that some of the resources they're pumping into cricket, you know, I, re- I would really love to see corporate Jamaica and, and the government put some of that into rugby league because, you know, at the end of the day, um, everything has a cycle and, you know, for me right now, cricket, you know, it, it attained its, um, zenith, its height, um, in the Caribbean and I think it's time for, you know, more attention to be, to be played to, to be paid to minor sports because at the end of the day, um, some of these minor sports are, you know, that's what is creating new opportunities, um, for kids. And um, that is what is, you know, giving new exposure, um, you know, to, to our people. So I don't think that we should allow ourselves to just be trapped in, you know, the, the, the days of old and, right. um, you know, and chasing old glory. I mean, right. that being said, you know, I mean, as a, as a West Indian, you know, we're always backing the team and we always want them to do well. Um, you know, obviously they're not, they're not doing too well at the, um, the, the, the World, world Championship, Cup, yeah. now the one-day World Championship, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, but yeah, the, the the game in Jamaica, um, it's still here. It's still a strong sport. There's a lot of money behind yes. it, yes. Um, you know. So it, it, it's not dying out, but certainly the interest is definitely what not what it used to yes. be. I mean, mostly Jamaica yeah. now, football, track and field, you know, um, basketball. You know, those are the sports that are that are have taken up most of the traction. And you know, as I right. said, for me, I want to um, position rugby league right in there. Right. In the World Cup, you know, that's, that's a part of the vehicle um, to achieve that for us. Uh, a long road ahead for you, uh, if that's what you're trying to do, in my opinion anyway, um, Romeo. Uh, it, it's going to be pretty difficult. Uh, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's not as difficult as it seems, you know, okay. um, because in my experience, everywhere in Jamaica that I've gone um, and done a workshop or a demonstration of a sport, um, I'm telling you that you know, it's always a positive response from the kids, Um, you know, so once they have access to the sport, the sport will take off, Mm -hmm. I I think, I mean, rugby union a a few years ago, because I was involved in the administration of rugby union at one point, and, um, you know, at at the height of funding from the the, the world body at the time, um, the RIB, they used to be known as back then world rugby, but at the height, you know, there was like, uh, there was like a 50 thousand pound investment in the country and you know we were up to 50 high schools playing rugby union wow we're up to 50 yeah we're up to 50 high schools and um plus primary schools as well you know we had we had um, almost 20 primary schools doing tag so like i said <laughs> there is an appetite for the sport just because of the nature of the sport it's it's 
a lot of it is similar to um, many other sports that we do. So yeah. obviously, I mean, you know, there's a whole running aspect that I mean, every Jamaican kid loves to run around and loves to show how fast he is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, another, there's an informal sport here that we play. We call it stucky. And um, you guys probably have a, a, a different name for it there, but pretty much you try to tag, you know, the person, um, you know, tag your it. And every kid play, um, grows up playing that. Right. So when they see rugby, that's the first thing that comes to mind. They're like, whoa, you know, that's easy. So they, they want to tag the guy with the ball. So right. I don't think it's difficult. Once I have the resources, you know, um, and the, the, the number of trained coaches and, and officials, um, I think that the sport will, will build a much stronger base because... Um, for me, I am at I am at what I'm, I'm at say a dozen schools playing, high schools playing, and we are not paying a single coach to do that. You know, these are these are 12 individuals who are volunteering their time in schools. Wow. So you know, if I had a budget and I was hiring people to be development coaches or community coaches, it it would be a much different ball game. I mean, cricket has that, football has East. that, East. all the major sports here has that. They have a big budget yeah. that they work with. So. For me, um, the game, you just need a, a space and a ball, and that's it. You know what I mean? So, you know, we, we face a lot of challenges. You know, we don't have a feel for ourselves and stuff like that. But instead of the sport, um, instead of the sport dying out or instead of the sport reaching a limit and, and then shrinking, it just keeps growing. And nobody can explain, you know, no one can explain it. We, we don't have one, we don't have one local corporate sponsor in Jamaica yet still. All you have seen with the sport is expansion. All you see is every year the number of teams keep going up, keep going up, and there's no no one is putting money into the sport locally. Um, you know, so um, apart from the grant that we get as a full member of the world, um, you know, the international um, federation, and you know, a month a grant of about um, what is it, maybe 700 years from our government. Um, that's it. And you know, since 2005. You know, the, the sport has just exploded and it keeps it keeps growing. Um, being in the World Cup again, as I said, is a is a major vehicle. Huge. You know, people keep asking about it. People people want to know more about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so we just want to keep on giving them the opportunity to play the sport. And as um, Jason mentioned earlier, when he you know spoke about you know the type of athletes here, I mean, the, we we played the USA. So the USA has always been the top ranked team in the region mm-hmm. um, for years. Um, when we beat them at the World Cup qualifiers in, 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 in November, it's the first time that we, you know, um, got ranked higher than they are. But, you know, we use, obviously, Jamaica, you know, we have a lot of Jamaicans all over the world. As a matter of fact, more Jamaicans live in the UK, yes. Canada, and the USA than, than yeah. live on the island. And because of that now, you know, we have a very strong um, heritage pool of players from the UK. So when we when we went to the World Cup qualifiers, you know, we... You know, we had about five domestic players and about 17 um, right. semi-pro or pro right. players, heritage players. And, you know, um, we qualified with that team. Mm. You know, when we played the USA last week in Kingston, you know, I mean, we used 17 domestic produced players. All right. these players learned rugby league here right. in Jamaica. Right. And, you know, the USA, the USA team had a few guys who, you know, um, grew up playing the game in Australia. You know, they had Charlie Jones former captain for Thailand, you know, he's an, he's an Australian. Right. Um, I heard a few more Aussie accents in there. Yeah. And, you know, we were we still beat these guys <laughs> using 17 guys who, wow. you know, have never played rugby league in another, in another country. Yeah. And, um, again, speed kills, you know, that's just what we use. Yes. Um, so we are not we are not as refined as we would want to be, you know, and, and the players, you know, there are a lot of players are very um, 
unaware, you know, of um, certain game yeah. tactics and so on. Yeah. But it's just it's just a raw talent. Right. But you know, we 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 still were able to 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 get a, across a team that's you know a very strong team. You know, when Canada came here in 2017, they found out the same thing. Wow. You know what I mean? So, um, as I said, there, there's so much potential for the sport, and um, Obviously. you know, I don't think anyone should underestimate. You know the, the the ability of the local players. Right. Um. And, and my job is to try to channel this energy in a direction where you know coaching standards can improve, um, you know player knowledge can improve, and match officials and so on to the point where you know um, even without our heritage players, you know we want to be able to challenge, um, you know any 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 nation ranked maybe you know. Um, Number eight up in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, already, in my opinion, and people may disagree with me, but in my opinion, using only domestic players, you know, I think that we can beat any country in the world outside of like, like the top ten countries. So any country that's not using, um, you know, the, the pro players, you know, whether it's Serbia, you know, yeah. um, whether it's 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 Greece with their domestic players, whoever it is, you know, um, we believe that we can beat them with the talent that we have. Okay. Um, and, it, and it's still only a, a fraction of you know yes. the the athletic talent that is here because most rugby league players here I would say that they're like all D or C standard athletes. Yeah. All the A standard athletes are playing football and track yes. and field and you know. Yeah. So we get we get one or two and then you know it's just a big difference when you see those guys it's just a big difference you know. So right. it's, it's just a harness it and to keep growing it. Excellent. Now JT. Uh, I guess you'd probably be the one to, you know, from an outside perspective looking in, what what do you envision for the Jamaican team? Well, like I said, you know, I've definitely got the athleticism and you know, it's sad to hear that a lot of the work that's been done has been done off the back of grants and uh, and volunteers. So, you know, if the World Cup can open up the eyes of corporate of the corporate world, mm. wherever they may be, to help these guys out, to, you know, to try and grow the game because, um, you know, I, I think it's a fantastic um, uh, future ahead for Jamaican rugby league, and and you know, adds a bit of colour to the to the kaleidoscope too, I guess, of yes. um, of rugby. And that, um, you know, that part of the world, it's full of athletes and stuff like that. So I'm just going to ask Romeo, do you struggle for forwards, bro? Because I didn't see many fat fat fellas over there when we were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we 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 don't, um, you know, they they. Back in the days, rugby here, and, and, and especially rugby union, back in the days, all the big kids in high school, you know, in those schools I play, the, the teams are full of, you know, the, the bigger kids. But um, things have changed, especially with rugby league, because, you know, we when we just started out, it was the same thing. As a, as a national coach, I used to make that error, you know, the first team that I took, um, you know, in 2011, you know, without the, the heritage players, first fully domestic team I took to Canada you know I had a couple of fat guys in there because I thought that I needed these big bodies but you know we learned pretty quickly that the game is more about you know speed and power so you know we have we, you know we have changed our, our, our philosophy over the years um, the team I played against the USA on, on, on um, you know last week you know were full of sprinters and you know those guys were just really quick so basically where they lack in terms of um you know, rugby league um, technique, you know, things, things like slowing down the rock, you know, um, wrestling techniques, um, you know, running running excellent lines right throughout the game. 
they make up for it in terms of sheer speed and power. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Some of the tries that we scored, I mean, the, the video is on our, our Facebook page, you know, Jamaica Rugby League Association page. Um, we're just some fantastic, you know, individual efforts, you know. Uh, there's some guys who are just really quick. And, you know, if you, literally, if you give them an inch, they're gone. And, um, you know, that's that's what we have built the game around, power yeah. and pace. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we have not even been able to tap fully into the, um, the, the, the many sprinters who, you know, their, their, their track and field career is really going nowhere because, you know, if you're not running, if you're not running like a sub 10.3 right now, you know, you can't really be a professional coming out of Jamaica based on the talent pool. So, I mean, for rugby, you know, 10.4, 10.5, 10.6, 10.7 is, is pretty rapid. You know what I mean? And, you know, we have had a few 10.7 and 10.8 athletes playing the sport and, you know what I mean? We, we see the potential. So, you know, the players have, you know, they have, they have finally, they, they are finally beginning to buy into our vision, you know. Six, seven, eight years ago, if, if I told a player that you need to get in the gym, a lot of them would just laugh because they're like, you know, right. we don't do the gym. Makes no sense. Um, I don't want to be too muscular. Mm. But fast, fast, fast forward to 2019, you know, um, the 17 guys I played on, on, on against the States, probably at least 14 of them, they're in the gym. So, you know, it has made a huge difference, you know, on their durability. Um, you know, many of them, you know, they have played against touring um, English teams, you know, and, um, you know, they realize that there's a big need, you know, to be stronger, you know, to be fitter, to be faster. Um, but, you know, there, there's, a, there's a long way to go, albeit, because as I said, the game is just, it's just amateur here. So guys, you know, um, some guys, their clubs train only once per week, you know, um, so it's not it's not a case where we are in that position yet where like if you go to certain parts of Australia or England where you know it's taken really seriously even at the amateur level. Um so that's that's what is frightening for me. For me, I mean I have a bunch of guys who they just like the sport, you know. Most of them just, just like the aggressive nature of the sport and um, you know, they feel comfortable being around the family and the, the, the play. But if we got to the point where, you know, people start to look at it as a career or, you know, as a way of even supplementing their income, mm. then I just think that it's going to be a whole different ball game. And um, you know, a lot of movements are being made right now in the Americas. You know, we see the Toronto Wolfpack. You know, we see a, um, you know, a New York bid coming through for 20, 20, 2021, I think, um, a bid in, in Hamilton. Um, so I think that you know, even rugby union, you know, there's a semi-pro competition started there. So I think in the next ten years, you know, as rugby um, both codes, rugby union and rugby league, become more and more popular globally, and um, you know, especially if, if the market um, in the states allows persons to earn playing the sport. Mm. I think that you're going to see in the Caribbean, you're going to see the trickle, chip, the, the trickle down effect. Where because rugby is played throughout the islands, rugby union is played throughout the islands, rugby league is only played in Jamaica. So I think that you know, over the next ten years, depending on how far. Um, you know how much resources put into the game in the Americas. You, you, you definitely will will see more Caribbean athletes, you know, achieving what you know um, a lot of the Pacific Islanders um, are, are doing. You know, the Fijian and the Samoans and the Tongans are doing. I mean, um, I, I take note that quite a number of domestic Fijian players, you know, transition straight from Fiji into the NRL, you know, in, into NRL feeder teams. You know, um, when I look at the athletes, you know. I'm, I see the same thing here. You know, what I mean, I, I think our guys are much faster, just the same. You know, just naturally, just faster. 
Um, I, don't, I don't know what it is about the, the, the population here, but speed is, you know, speed is just something that's natural to Jamaicans. So, um, you know, we're very aggressive as well. We're very powerful. So I think that, you know, there's a bright future for the game if we can harness, you know, um, a lot of that potential. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, uh, thanks very much, Romeo, for uh, joining us here today on Full Time. I guess all of us Full Timers just want to wish you the very best of luck in your endeavours, especially when you get to the World Cup, eh, JT? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that, brother. And I'm just talking to Lois, who's listening into the show as well, and she says, geez, listen to Romeo, it makes you want to go back there. So we'll try and get over there next year and catch up again, and we'll certainly have you on the show again as we get closer to the World Cup. So thanks for your time, brother, and just remember, speed kills. <laughs> Definitely, bro. Thanks very much, guys, for having me on. And for the listeners, if you want to follow the progress of the sport in Jamaica, um, Instagram, it's Rugby League Jamaica. On Twitter, it's Jam Rugby League. And on Facebook, um, Jamaica Rugby League Association. You know, so drop us a line. You know, we'd definitely love to see the support and the love coming from around the world. One love from Jamaica to all you guys and all the fans. Take care of yourselves and be safe. Awesome. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Karad, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on YoakimCurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on Full Time. Welcome back to our second session here on Full Time. I want to send a big shout out once again going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors. Of course, they're down there on Grey Street. And a big shout out and a big shout out going out to Romeo Monteith, who is the national uh, coach of Jamaica. Um, yeah, the, the, boy, I tell you what, it is interesting what he did have to say, AJT. Eh, yeah, absolutely. And um, 
mate, you know, I'm a rugby league fan, and just to get to meet, get over there and meet him and talk to him and in the flesh, and also to correspond with him on Facebook and other, you know, other media platforms has been awesome. He, I look, I said, you've got to take your health to the bloke, mate. He's done a lot mm. of his work all off his, back, yes. you know, probably taken to his own pocket, and he's got a, a, a merry band over there, Roy Calvert and Andrew Dixon and a couple of others that we were lucky enough to meet. So, yeah, looking forward to, to, to the World Cup and just following their journey and. Hopefully, you know, they can progress and, you know, and, and build uh, a strong hold of rugby league in their island nation. Now, Ra, I, I think it would have might, I'm not sure, if it, but something kind of sounds familiar with what um, uh, Romeo was saying. You know, opening up the uh, United States market for rugby league can really make a big, um, make it big for rugby league pretty much in the world, eh? I think that's what you were saying, or was that more rugby related? Uh, both Casey, in fact, any sport in any case, because, you know, the USA, as we know, is pretty much, they, they love their sports there, but more importantly, there's huge, huge amounts of, uh, amounts of money to, to, to throw at these, um, sporting codes. So, you know, it's a no-brainer that a lot of, um, developing countries, even those that are, that are already kind of, um, running full programs, they look at the states, um, to try and, uh, get a foot in the door, so to speak, um, because as I say, there's just, there's just so much potential over there for the growth of the game, and uh, you know, good on Romeo and 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 uh, the supporters and <coughs> all the volunteers, or all, all those committed to, to spreading rugby league in the West Indies. Um, it's good to hear those grassroots story, and uh, you know, we can only sort of be there to, to support them. And one thing I know about the, the Jamaicans, or in fact, all the West Indies, well, I think they're going to be a, once they get you know a bit of grasp and a bit of hold on the game, they're going to adapt to it mm. like how they have to cricket. Mm. And, um, you know, athletics and, uh, who knows what else. They're just naturally born, um, athletes. And, uh, wow, I can see them actually progressing quite well, not just in Union, but also in rugby league, if they follow their path. Seems like a, a team to watch out for, eh, Reno? What do you reckon, Jamaica? Yeah, Jamaica, mate. Uh, awesome listening to him speak and the passion and the drive and where it comes from within the guys while he's been around the game. And as he made mention too, through that court, it all, a young, young family at heart as well. And, you can see where his heart is, and uh, he wants to grow the game, and that the American market's uh, somewhere to look at, and you know, look forward to the game. Um, mate, look forward to it. It's exciting times, and yeah, just got to grow it, eh? He, he's passionate. You could hear it in his voice. Absolutely. Great hookup there from you, JT, getting uh, Romeo Monteith on. I, I thought that was uh, a, a, a brilliant hookup there, bro. Yeah, thanks, boys. No, I love rugby league, and I love people talking about it, so the more we get to focus on that. In my, in my opinion. So, yeah, no, awesome to have the bro on. Hopefully we can get him back again you know, in the months ahead. Now, JT, on Monday, on Monday morning, just gone, um, I got a call. I think, I can't remember if it was in the morning or in the afternoon, but it was on Monday. Got a call <laughs> from Reno Wilkinson. And, of course, you know, Reno, he had to brag. <laughs> <laughs> So he was bragging. I don't know how long he was on the phone for. Maybe. It seemed like half an hour. Probably was only 10 minutes, but it seemed like half an hour. But he was bragging, obviously, <laughs> about the Blues winning the State of Origin Game 2. Now, uh, you obviously cop... I don't know if you've been copying a bit of, it, bit of that over there in... Um, an Aussie, probably not, but, uh, well, I've been copying a little bit of that from, from Reno in particular, but he was so excited, and I tell you what, it, it, something we didn't predict. It, uh, not even Reno predicted it, eh, bro? Game two, um, 
state of origin. What are your thoughts, bro? Well, I'm just lucky that Reno doesn't have my phone number. Because, uh, <laughs> that would have been a painful and tear-jerking and wrinkle-inducing conversation. But, you know, it's too good the Blues on the night, boys. One team was playing on a firm field. The other team was running in quicksand. And right from the get-go, I mean, you might have heard the Kevin Walters uh, press conference. He said, you know, we were... Yes. We were, we were, uh, we were right from the kickoff, and even the kickoff was dirt. So, you know, it, it, it started bad, and it only went worse from there. But, uh, you know, it's got a few days to try and turn it around. There's one more game to go. It's in yes. Sydney. Yes, it is. Um, it's it's tough, tough to win down there, but you mm. never know, boys. You, you've got to maintain. And I hate using that word because it's been sullied by another football team. You've got to have, keep the faith. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one to go, but it's fair to say that New South Wales are definitely in the driving seat, and momentum was... All with them. We couldn't even get a real try. The referee had to give us one. I know. Yes. It was. It was just. You know. Oh well. It's something that we certainly didn't predict. Of course. Um, uh, the Tonga. The Tonga. Um, uh, Kiwi uh, game. Well, what are your thoughts about that one? Uh, look, I'm just glad we won, and we won quite convincingly. And yes. Uh, back in black, and the passion that he uh, displayed mm. during the, during the playing and the singing of the anthem was just, you know, that just shows, you know, what the black jersey means to him, what playing for his country, for his people, for his family means. And you know, to those two bozos that have been coached that have that, that haven't picked them, namely Kidwell and Kearney, the two Ks. Well, mm. you know, he, he's got the last laugh. And um, speaking of laughs, Solomon Akata, song with the <laughs> song with the storm. So. Maybe he might have the last life of Steve Kearney True. as well. But, you know, like Benji Marshall back in black, really beautiful. It was indeed. Of course, before that, um, we had the... Uh, what was before that? The, 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 the Kiwi Ferns. Hey, that was great to see them um, uh, strut their wares uh, over uh, the Samoan team um, last Saturday, two-way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the uh, most memorable things, apart from the school on the Kiwis, Sort of blew, it, blew them away a bit there, but a couple of the big hits, mate. There was probably mm. half a dozen decent mm. shots, and I thought, well, if this is a you know a forerunner to the main game, then we're in for some entertainment tonight. But yeah, no, some absolutely bowringers, absolutely yeah. bowringers from, from uh, Wahine Tor, and good to see the women's game getting some more um, recognition. And uh, yeah, bring it on. It's usually how the Kiwi Ferns uh, roll, though, way yeah, Reno. There's usually big hits in their games, though, aren't there? Yeah, even the other game on the Friday, the uh, women's origin match as well, uh, basically all over. But yeah, no, it is, no, everyone loves the hits in it. Uh, good to see the uh, young ladies out there running around doing what they're good at. And I'm excited, as I said on Wednesday, uh, ahead of the upcoming NRL competition for the ladies. But yeah, big hits made, uh, built up to a massive weekend last weekend. It was just a huge weekend in all sports codes uh, last weekend. So. Every couch potato, they would have got their money's worth. Boy, was there what? There was plenty of sport. Let's take a look at some of the NRL action, uh, which, which uh, started off once again, didn't it, um, uh, JT? Uh, and on, well, quite a quite a note, the the Storm game on Friday against the Roosters, bro. Yeah, not the prettiest of wins, boys, but uh, you know what they say, it's better to win ugly than lose handsomely. So mm. yeah, we'll take the two points and move up to 26 points on the ladder, putting us... What's that? Six points clear of the rabbits and the roosters. Right. Um, yeah, funny sort of a game. Lots of penalties and lots of mistakes. And you know, team one against team two, you'd expect a bit better, but unfortunately, um, uh, it didn't deliver in terms of a spectacle. But like I say, we'll, we'll, we'll put the two points in the bank and look forward to uh, to moving on to next week's match. 
what about the Sea Eagles and the Titans? Um, were you at that game yourself there, JT? No? Yeah. I've oh, you were. I've got a good friend here, Joe Walsh, who owns, um, I better put in a plug because the tickets were courtesy of his company. He owns Jew and Ice Mass Repairs right across Australia and I think across New Zealand as well. Uh, so he had some corporate seats for us, so we went up, went up there oh, and nice. uh, had, a, had some food and sat behind a lovely glass window, then went out into the fresh air and watched the game. Uh, but, mate, the Titans, they're, they're in all sorts, and there's no way now they're going to figure in the playoffs this year. And Manly uh, blew them away. Curtis Surinan, I got to see his dad before the game. Curtis Surinan played his 100th game yesterday oh, wow. and celebrated that with a, with a double, two tries, and... Manly continue on their merry way, and they now sit well within their top eight there in the sixth spot on 18 points. They're looking good. And the Knights, the Broncos, uh, you know, the Knights starting to make a bit of a run now. Broncos still kind of languishing a bit, eh? Yeah, I put a post up yesterday, which uh, was a bit of a, a poke to the Broncos. They wouldn't make the eight in a, in a team of 18. Uh, sorry, in an 18 <laughs> competition, they wouldn't make the top eight. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, no, they're not going to fix Playoffs come September, so I think you know they've got some good young players, but they're probably about to be fair two or three seasons away from from having a good crack at the title. But you know, the Knights continue to build strong run from uh, Jesse Raymond down that right edge of Newcastle's pushed over Darius Boyd like he wasn't even there and offloaded to young Mason Leno, another one of Steve Cooney's let goes mm. and, and Julie scored the try. He kicked well yesterday too. His goal kicking was was spot on. Right, the Eels Raiders. Now that must have been a good game. Yeah, mate, I'm a, I run a tipping comp over here, and I, I tipped the Eels based on the fact that they were playing at home, but I didn't know they'd taken the game to Darwin. Right. Uh, the Canberra Raiders first, and then the, so the, uh, the the Parramatta coaches box, and I saw David Kidwell, I thought, well, that was a dumb tip, Jason. You picked the wrong team. The Raiders led 16-0 at one stage, or whatever it was, and didn't trouble the scores in the second half, and the Eels came home strongly, 22 points to, to 16. Blake Ferguson uh, scoring a couple of good tries. The old ball-headed wonder. Right. Now, um, I'm not sure if... Uh, w- w- what do you reckon about the Warriors-Panthers game that is going to be on today there, uh, JT? Yeah, a lot of stake for both these sides. They're both sitting on 12 points at the moment, so a chance for them to go to 14. It won't put them in the eight because the Eels are on uh, an eighth spot and they're on 16 points. But right. definitely both sides need to win this one to keep in touch with that eight or it's getting closer to uh, Mad Monday. You still keeping the faith there, uh, Reno? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you get a good crowd. The weather's good up here, blue sky. So mm. let's have that turn out, eh, and support the team. But it, it is going to be hard and a vital win. Whoever gets the two points out of this. What about you, Ra? <laughs> is your oh, face oh, uh, now... Yeah, there's that little laugh in front of you, <laughs> asking me, you know, there's a little bit of uh, no dexterity in sort of uh, posing their questions. Of course, I, I have faith in the boys in trying to secure another win, whether they do it or not is up to them and the seen in so many games, they, they leave a lot to be desired, but uh, no, I, I'm going to pick them this time OK, fair enough um, The Bulldogs, Sharks there, uh, JT Yeah, look, the Sharks are sitting in 7th uh, spot and I think they'll jump to 18 points after this one there's no way knowing the Bulldogs are going to trouble uh, Cronulla at all, mm. Paul Gallon and Car- just humming along quite nicely. Wade Graham's back in the side, and uh, young fellow played for the Kiwis last week on his debut for the Kiwis, uh, Britain in the quarter. Uh, he's going all right, boys, so uh, keep an eye on him. And I just think the poor old Bulldogs here and all sorts. And Dean Pay, he might win the uh, the race to be the first coach sacked this year, I think. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, of course, we had the um, Super Rugby 
semi-finals. Uh, the Hagawaris, they are. Your Hagawaris, uh, went out and demolished the Brumbies, um, uh, yesterday, eh? There must have been a good feeling for a true, uh, true Hagawari supporter like yourself, eh, bro? Well, I, I wouldn't sort of, uh, you know, call myself that as of yet, Casey. Uh, you know, I'm still sort of in my infancy stages with the, the South American team, but look, I am very impressed with their, with their style of play and the fact that they are winning more games than, uh, a lot more of the other sort of uh, contemporary rugby nations. So, no, I think they are the underdogs, especially now they're up against the, the Red and Blacks, Reno's team. And uh, look, it's going to be a great game. As much as I've sort of posted on social media, I'd like them to sort of go the distance. I don't think they will. I mean, they're, they're coming up against a juggernaut of a, of a machine team. Um, it has been one of the most successful in, in sporting history around the globe. And, uh, you know, it's going to take a miracle, even though I must say, Keithy, you must have been quite proud of your Hurricanes for just about Indeed. to beat uh, the Cantabrians. Indeed. They certainly did push pu- push the Crusaders um, uh, last night, um, didn't they? And, and, and I thought, you know, a very respectable score. They, they uh, without a doubt, uh, they did me. And I think the Hurricanes supporters... Uh, proud, but you know, at the end of the day, really, the Crusaders just too good, eh? Well, well, they were, and uh, you know, Reen would have been holding his breath uh, along with Gooseman and Avon and, and all of the other sort of red and black uh, supporters. But um, you know, there's even speculation now. You hear from TJ and the coach saying that um, a penalty should have gone their way or something. But you know, you, you can think about that to be to be lying on, on on your backside. Uh, it, it didn't happen. And the result went the way of um, of Scotty and, and his boys, and uh, one would say probably deservedly so. They've been quite sort of consistent throughout the whole season as they are uh, every year, and um, you know they deserve to be where they I are. Agree. I agree. Think, yeah, if I they agree. play like how they played against the the Wallentonians, the Hagawaris team could sneak up and uh, you know cut their nose off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But uh, Reno, you know. Um, the, the Crusaders got off to a, a really good start. I think it was um, 13-0 before the Hurricanes uh, uh, e- even got on the scoreboard, and, and they were, you know, just in the chase as they usually are. Uh, and at the end of the day, really, Crusaders just too good. What do you reckon? Yeah, and I suppose you uh, look at Richie Moonga and the uh, kicking. Yes. From on the sidelines, you know, those points, that tells you the difference. Yep. That's all it came down to. Yep. There was the one kick from the Canes. Yep. It hit the post and it could have ended just one point. And uh, both teams, uh, class act uh, from both teams, the coaching, everyone that's behind these two franchises, they are the best of the best players in this competition. And they surely uh, turned it on last night in front of their crowd. Very, very cold down there in Christchurch, hugely cold down there. But, hey, a win is a win. You move on. And uh, I'm so happy that the Hagawaris are in the final. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I'd love to see them win it and see what they would do for uh, South American uh, rugby, especially uh, the Argentinian international team going into this year's World Cup in Japan. It'd be great to see them win it, but as you guys say, it will be hard down in Christchurch. Uh, Razor Robinson in the Red and Blacks draft a three-peat. Uh, very, very tough, and the stats show too, because uh, it's been a long time since they lost down there, and the only way they uh, nearly lost it was their own mistakes, their penalties, and uh, the Hurricanes dominated from that. Some of the good moves, as soon as they came out in that second half, they tried to uh, 
I think it was Lamb in the corner there. But, mm. yeah, mate, you, you saw the best of the best on display, and they showed it, the two best number Agreed. 10s worldwide. Yes. Uh, you don't get any better than that. The school factor between these two young men at 10, unreal. Uh, you know, Richie Moonga took a big shot from Dane Coles uh, right in the first half. Yep. If he had been taken off the field, we might have seen a different result. Mm. But, anyway, uh, we move on um, and build up to the final. Up there in Christchurch, um, you know, 7.35 Saturday night, build up from 6.30, and, yeah, I'm excited. I'm just so glad that this uh, Hagawari team's actually in the final. So stoked. Same. I am too, but I know for a certain... I, I know for certain you don't want the Hagawaris to win, bro. <laughs> no, I know I don't. And I got, I'll be honest. I was sitting on the edge of the chair, and um, I was poor daughter had to sit next to me, watch me, and it was like a horrible moment because I was running around down at my grandson's uh, rugby uh, see me final result. Had all my crusader gear on. I thought, oh no, I'm gonna look like a dick all week here in this <laughs> round now. But uh, yeah, it was a game to uh, enjoy, and uh, one team had to win, one had to lose. Yes. But both teams, mate, they went for it. Especially the Hurricanes in that second half. I don't know what uh, Dane Colton or Plumtree gave to them, but they came to play in that second half, and yeah, just a hell of a game. Could have gone either way. Um, Either team deserved to win that game last night. I'm going to ask you first, Ra. If the Hagawaris can win, how will they do it? Well, I think they just have to essentially stick to the same game plan they've been using all season, Keithy. I mean, it's got them to where they are. It's a big improvement on, on the last few years. I don't know what it is, but they're actually, I've noticed a, a few of their matches, and um, they're actually taking the game the opposition team and, and that's what you have to do especially when you move up another gear against the Crusaders you've got to really sort of you know be in their faces all the time otherwise they're just going to walk over you like a like a Sunday walk uh, uh, along the beach so yeah and no, I've noticed that they've actually been taking the games to, to the oppos- opposing teams uh, they really haven't cared who they are where they're placed or what their past um, reputation is they just sort of you know do the deed on the field and they have to go into the finals match exactly the same sort of mental mindset. Sadly, I don't think they will because this Crusaders team—they've, you know, they've been there so many times. It's like an automated response. They know exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And playing at home, there's not many teams in in, in any world sport and code that can, uh, you know, beat uh, the this side, this New Zealand side. Uh, on a bad day even, so I think they're going to have their, their, their work cut out to them. But, look, no, I tell you, as much as a lot of people might have written the, the South Americans off, um, if they stick to their same game plan, I reckon they're going to come out with uh, with all guns a-blazing and if they can throw it around and unsettle the Crusaders, um, you know, it could well be a, a close win, but uh, you'll, you'll be a brave man sort of uh, betting against the Red and Blacks. What about you, Reno? If the Crusaders were to lose the final, how would they lose? Yeah, well, obviously the uh, Hagawares will have to play at least 75 minutes of the 80-minute game. Uh, yeah. Ford Pack will have to be dominant, really strong and powerful like they've showed in this competition. The way to beat the Crusaders, mate, is in the centre mm. uh, between Crotty and uh, Goodhue. Uh, right. If you damage Crotty, he's a linchpin in that, uh, in that back line, real linchpin. Uh, you bring on a reserve, it kind of mix and mingles up. We saw that last night. Beat them in the centres. Uh, we saw the pass from Bodie Barrett where Proctor ran through, yes. and that's how you beat them. Uh, you just keep attacking the centre 12 and 3, knock out Crotty, injure him, and you'll get it. You'll get the win. Okay. Just persevere in the back line with their big unit they have, and you'll topple over the Crusaders. The Fords get, Fords get the dominance, get their back ball, just smash the centres, and I bet you you'll win. 
Text those Hagawari uh, uh, mates of yours uh, over there, um, Ra. I think um, I think uh, Reno's probably cracked it for you. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a great game, I think. Well, it's going to be an interesting game to say the very least. Well, um, you know, if we we saw how the Tongans maybe the Kiwis in, in the last league game how they celebrated, you watch how these South Americans, these Argentinians, well, they they can sure hold their own when it comes to you know to partying. So if the Hagawaris do uh, do cause the upset in, in the miracle, then they'll be rocking over in Buenos Aires. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Now, also on rugby, the uh, Black Ferns, uh, they're over in San Diego. Of course, they played uh, today. Um, they beat Canada 35-20. Uh, congratulations to them. Is there a, sort of like a tournament thing happening over there, um, Reno? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a three-game three, three game tournament for our Black Ferns. Uh, they've been in camp for a little while now, and uh, we're travelling around. But, yeah, the Canadians came and played... Um, yeah. Good game, actually. Could have gone their way. You know, their score line doesn't really reflect on how they played. Uh, but the black girl, black screen girls just dug deep and really wanted it. And yeah, well, they just carry on, mate. Um, they got to kind of dominate at this stage and they've got bigger picture with the World Cup. They've got to try and defend, uh, not too far away. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, Sadly, though, the Aussies uh, were beat um, the New Zealanders in the uh, Cricket World Cup uh, early this morning. AJT, that, that sucks. Hey, bro. Sucks <laughs> <laughs> big time. Pete, yeah. I actually set up to watch the, the first innings, or most of it, and we're going all right. Okay. Uh, got a few wickets here, and I thought, oh, I'll go to bed now. The boys are going all right. And uh, unfortunately, Kerry and uh, I can't think of the other who whoever dug them out of a hole, oh, Kawaja. Yeah. He ended up scoring four and New Zealand fell, you know, eighty odd runs short of the mark. I mean it doesn't mean too much at this stage if uh, if we can no. still qualify for that four, which I think we will. Yes. But the Pakistan did us a favour by winning yeah. and jumping ahead of the bomb, so we're probably third or I think it or second. But yeah. yeah, not good mate. Not very good psychologically moving forward if we get to play Australia again in the top. Yeah. Which stark the last time this played us has got uh, I think what eleven wickets for about fifty runs, so yeah, it could be a bit of danger there for the boys. But, you know, like I say, like they say, keep the faith. And, you know, is, is that a good thing, keeping the faith? It hasn't worked before. <laughs> what, for a certain team? Uh, it doesn't work for a certain <laughs> team. <laughs> of course, uh, we've got one more game to play, the, the New Zealanders against England, uh, which will be interesting. But, yeah, um, I'm not saying it's an absolute certainty that we're into the semis, eh? but, uh, you know... Uh, we might be into the semis. What do you reckon, AJT? Yes, yeah, it's, it's how things basically. It's you know Australia's pretty much through, India's through. So yeah. The, the remaining spots will be either us, England, or Pakistan. So mm. three doesn't go into obvious, uh, of course. And look, let's hope that for sake that we can get through to that top four, and then from then on, it's you know it's, it's a game by game basis. On the day if you turn up, you turn up and get the win, and you move on. So you know. Let's go, the boys. Yes, absolutely. Let's go, the boys. Um, what else has been happening out there, um, Reno? Yeah, boxing this afternoon. Uh, Joseph Parker back in the ring today. Right. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Wonder how he, how, how do you reckon he'll go there, um, Reno? You get knocked out, bro. No, oh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah, uh, he probably will, eh? Uh, I, I'm just—I won't be uh, surprised at all. That's how things has been going. Um, there was also the netball, um, netball with the men's and the ferns. I saw them play. 
um, the other night. Mm. The men were playing the Silver Foons. The uh, men actually won by four mm. points, but um, they really cakewalked over the is it the All Stars and also Fiji. Boy, I tell you what, mm-hmm. they uh, they had a uh, I don't know whether it was they 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 had a a giant plane for the men's team, eh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, seven for two. Levy a goal shooter. Even won yesterday. They wrapped up the whole series. Oceania Cup uh, with a big win over the Silver Ferns girls. Obviously, it's the build-up for the Silver Ferns going into World Cup in a few weeks. Uh, first games up against Malawi first weekend of July. So that's only next weekend they'll be heading off. Bit of a good build-up though. But like you say, oh, uh, Mr. Uh, Levy yet goal shooter. He could move for seven foot two giant. No, no. I tell you what. Um, you know, he was just too big. They just couldn't guard him, could they? Just too big and too strong. Um, you must have caught a little bit of that, eh, Jace? I just wanted to uh, Maria Falau play because without having seen the right. game or much of the Yeah. Forgive me if I'm crossing the line here, but I'm going to cross it. Um, the sexuality of the men, men's team, would, would they be batting left-handed and therefore Israel's wife playing against them sort of contradicts his beliefs? <laughs> I'm serious. Maybe. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. You could be. You probably are, actually. Poor Maria. Poor Maria. To, to be in the situation that she's got to be in. Poor Maria. Anyway. Um, but <laughs> i tell you what. Um, well, what do you reckon, Reno? Will, will that help, you know... Um, because cause they've had a few games. Is that going to help them in the World Cup? Yeah, it should do, Keith. The, uh, the physicality side of it, obviously going up, a men's te- up against a men's team. Um, we know we're going to be meeting Australia, England. Uh, those will be the two big teams to knock over. I think we should get redemption of uh, what happened at the Com Games against mm. Malawi. Look, mm. we've got a new coach, so you can only wish Knowles and the girls going forward uh, a fair bit of experience in there and see how we go. World Cup starts uh, next weekend and yeah, it was a good hit out, but uh, it'd be good to see some of the men's games running around, but everyone's talking about their seven-foot-two yeah, bloody goal boy. shoot, bro. He was huge, man. He was huge. There was no way that... Well, there was one way they could have smacked him in the head or smacked him somewhere else. Uh, you know, that's the only way. Well, this is, you know, I'm not, I'm not a netball uh, person or know how, they, how to work things out tactically, but... I'd know one way to stop him, and that's by whacking him somewhere. Um, you might take him out, but, uh, you know, man, he was just too big, too strong. Um, unguardable. Yeah, I'll give it up to Jen Watson. You know, she got a few of those intercepts as well. Um, she was outstanding, hence the reason why she got the MVP in that game right. you saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, jumping, and she can jump too, but yeah, when you're up against a giant like that, he just stands there. It's yeah. very hard, but... Um, yeah, hey, you know, the girls gave as good as they could. They tried Indeed. to use different combinations. Indeed. That's yeah. what it's about in these uh, kind of early games of order for the Kong, uh, for the World Cup. What else has been happening out there, Reno? Yeah, that's about it, mate. I think the Black Sox have nearly said that word again too, bro, with the uh, socket <laughs> uh, softball. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they are. Where's the Black, black Sox, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently, before we talk about the Black Sox, because they, they didn't have a very good uh, world uh, championship, um, as, as you know by now, and there are the bat and ball codes, sadly. Um, they, were, they, were going, they were chasing another record title, but uh, wasn't to be. They were no. class by too many teams from Cuba to Mexico. Who, bizarrely enough, uh, are world-class baseball teams, um, you know, near New Zealand looking at uh, getting into. 
into baseball, but uh, they still lost all together. But yeah, no, the boys are on their way home, if not already back here, and uh, sort of uh, wondering what could have been another title, would have been another record breaking win um, for any New Zealand sporting code, but, but it wasn't to be, and uh, sadly, yeah, that still goes down in history, but. I think a lot of a lot of the talk is uh, that men's netball team. They were trying to find a name for it. There were some interesting names. It was like the men's badminton team. I think uh, you know they're from colourful traditions, literally, with the word black um, okay. and being netball. Um, you know, there were a lot of sort of titles uh, thrown around what to call them. But uh, you know, give us an example. Have you got an example? Have you got an example for us? Well, I can take you to your usual Kiwi imagination out there. I mean, I'm, I'm no nipple fan in the least, but uh, I do have a chuckle at, uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, that, they, that they've come up with using uh, black, like and black socks and whatever, you know, and uh, using netball, you know, I don't know, <laughs> for a men's team. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm mean, pretty sure I find it offensive. you got to have a dirty mind to think like that just quietly. <laughs> Anything happening over there? Uh, your ways there, um, JT? Obviously not. Okay. <laughs> He's caught the next flight to Jamaica, JT. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we'll move on to our final part of the show. Oh, sorry, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just quickly before I put the bird, I want to make mention of a sad story uh, over here. A young fella that's. Um, Sadly, lost his battle with cancer on Tuesday, Navarre Herbert. Uh, his uh, parents, good friends of ours through rugby league, uh, our boys played together. And uh, he, he managed to marry his uh, his fiancée before he passed away. His oh, younger yeah. brother, Coward Herbert, played uh, open side flanker for the New Zealand under-20s over in Argentina. Hmm. Uh, we were privileged enough to be able to take him to the airport yesterday to drop them off as they flew their boy back to New Zealand. And um, Ocean even got the chance to speak at his farewell service here in Australia, so... Yep, it's a bugger of a thing, cancer, and hopefully they can find a cure for it shortly, so rest in peace, Navarre. Yes, very, very sad. Um, and just on that, you know, yesterday, uh, along with Wiz, we, we were helping, and Barnard Hootiway, we were helping to raise some funds and some awareness uh, through the um, Gisborne Cancer Society here um, yesterday. Uh, in, on, in Tūrangi FM itself so big kia ora going out to Barnard who um, uh, if you go on to our website the Tūrangi FM media page you'll see uh, all the hair that he used to have and all the hair that's no longer there he also bought a couple of mates that got um, shared that shared some of their um, hair off as well so big kia ora going out to Rochelle and also to Clary who were helping um, that co-papa as well. Time now to move on to our, uh, well, the end part of uh, the show, I dare say, the part where we were able to get our angst out that have built up over the week. It's the part that we tend to call... Put the food in! Put the food in! Put the food in! Right, finally got that going. Okay, my put the boot in, I guess is um, going out to myself. Now, uh, <laughs> last week, uh, being in such a rush from Saturday, I wasn't able to upload the, um, uh, our, our um, what do you call it, our, um, our show, our full-time show. I wasn't able to upload it onto our uh, Facebook page and to our Spreaker page. Uh, and sadly, 
I forgot to do it also on Sunday because I usually do do it on Saturday and I forgot to do it on Sunday. Um, which means that come Monday it was pretty much gone because when Wiz comes in he, he's deleting all of the stuff. So I guess I, I'm putting the boot into Wiz but more so to myself for not uploading our um, show from last week. So there we go. That's my Put the Boot in! Yeah, my boot's going in too. And I might have mentioned this uh, last week. I'm not too sure, but I'll say it again if I did or if I didn't. Uh, the key revealed a bit of a mess. And, you know, you blame the politicians and, and the cleverity to come up with the concepts behind it. The actual reasons for it are really, really good. It's to help a lot of Kiwi families get into, um, you know, housing. Uh, sadly, the logistics of it all, the price caps and everything, ridiculous. It's like, uh, who are you building these houses for? People who uh, already got enough money to actually buy a house without Kiwi build? It's, it's, it's pathetic. They need to go back to how houses were way back when, when a lot of, especially a lot of Māori whānau, got into um, owning houses. Um, you know, the people who really need it and uh, who would make an effort of it. And, uh, and that took off way back in the day, and that's how a lot of whānau sort of ended up owning their own, own homes. Um, they need to go back to that, back to basics. Keep it simple, KISS, K-I-S-S. Don't sort of get ahead of themselves, but sadly, keep rebuilt. No, that's my boot. Put the yeah, I'll put the boot into uh, coaches. Great to see coaches out there coaching whatever sport it is over the winter or the summer. But uh, when it comes to youth sport, mate, uh, I don't think you should be betting on kids' sport, especially as young as these kids are. And when people kind of get a hold of you, say, hey, should we put some money on betting who's going to win? I says, man, that's as low as you can go. So I hung up and that was it. So uh, any coaches out there who coach uh, youth age groups and I think they want to throw a bit of money towards them and bet against each other, you guys need to boot up the backside as well. So uh, it's all about kids' participation. It's not about uh, bragging rights and winning rights and especially not about money when it comes to youth sports. So for any coach who think that kind of way, putting money on kids uh, in a little game of sport, whatever sport it is, yeah, I put my boot into you. Put the boot in! Yeah, I'm going to go the other way again this week, boys. Um, as I mentioned before, young man passed away here on the Gold Coast of uh, that treated disease cancer and his partner, who he married the day before he died, set up a GoFundMe page. And I just want to say to all those fantastic people who donated and got them well over $100,000, you know, that just makes makes what about themselves. And plus there's lots of cash donations as well for the family. And um, so, yeah, no, put the burden for me this week, boys. Just say thank you to all those lovely people who sought in their hearts to donate to, donate to this wonderful family. That's pretty awesome, JT. $100,000 was raised. Um, that, that's um, pretty good going. Now, and I know, and I saw on your um, Facebook page, I saw a post where one of your mates, who, who, who obviously saw your um, post, you posting about this young boy uh, um, uh, passing away, uh, he was and you made it anonymous so that we didn't didn't know whose name but you know he had sent forward um or, or sent some uh a message to you to ask for a um uh, was it a bank account number so that he could send money to to, uh, to, to the whanau was that correct there jt yeah absolutely so one thing about the guys that i used to work with that bloke in the mines down in South Australia. One thing about the mining community, uh, the boys, you know, we get good coin, yes we do, but you know, there's, there's also a lot of um, uffy and support and love amongst, mm. the, amongst that sort of guys. When something like this happens, you know, the boys the boys tend to dig deep and, you know, big ups to the bro for doing that. Aussie bloke, 
from South Australia and knows nothing about rugby league. Right. But a few years back, he ended up buying one of our rugby league Gold Coast Māori hoodies just because he liked the look of it and just to support the boys, you know. So, mm-hmm. ironically, the young bar was in our very first under 14 side that year. So, yeah, mate, look, I just can't speak highly enough. They're a great family, Cameron Bushy here, but used to play hooker for King Country back when they were pumping, and his lovely wife and the mother, uh, Vanessa Herbert, and they didn't deserve this kick in the guts. It's just absolutely you know, heartbreaking for them, and um, just can't speak highly enough of them, and the love that's been expressed and shown uh, in the ensuing days. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Reno, um, there are coaches out there who are betting on kids' sports. What the hell is up with that? Yeah, exactly, bro. Uh, I got a phone call Thursday from my coach because he knew he was playing my team in the um, semi-final, do a die clash, obviously, for the kids. And he, last thing he said to me, he says, mate, can you put 20 bucks on it? I hung up on him. <laughs> hung up on him. What? And then he texted me when was our trainer. I says, oh, you're a dick. What are you trying to achieve? <laughs> you know, the kids play, man. Let the kids play sports and participate. You win, you win. So I got the better of him, obviously, uh, winning the... Uh, uh, see me yesterday, 45-15 for my team, so they run away to the final and I walked up to him and just says, oh mate, get you 20 bucks worth, and then I walked away. <laughs> Idiots. You know, the kids. The kids. Wow. Wow. That's, that is pretty low there, eh, bro? Oh, right. I've never ever had that in all my years of yeah. coaching where another one's rung me up to, uh, put wages on kids. That's What's unreal. wrong with you, you know? Yeah. Is it, and I, I, I just want to know how many others are like that around the, uh, Around, you know, doing yeah. that type of stupid stuff. Yeah. It's only kids, man. Wow, True wow. that. True that. And Kiwi Build, I'm with you on that one, Ra. Kiwi yeah, Build. Uh, so I think a lot of people like Keith, uh, especially in these times when money's hard to come by. Yeah. Everybody's struggling to make any meeting again, waste that uh, like that, or the logistics are all around it. It's, it's pathetic. Um, too many educated people in Parliament now, they're relying on, on these people who give them advice. He has nothing. No, he know nothing about the hardships of what real Kiwis are going through, and that's what's happening, you know. Exactly. Um, they need to get back in touch with the grassroots. We always hear that too in grassroots, but uh, mm. look, I'll be honest, I think, uh, you know, today's put the boot in of sorts, you know, and not in the biggest form goes to JT. I think we all know Sano friends who have been lost to cancer, and uh, yeah, hopefully one day they, they can find a cure for the big C. It's just, it's, it's just bad, and... Uh, you know, especially when the young ones are taken before their time, it's sort of, uh, you know, you your report and then you, you give your best out to the, to the farmers involved. Absolutely. Anyway, gentlemen, that ends us off here on Full Time. Thanks very much for joining me this morning. Uh, it's always awesome to be able to catch up with you, Ra. <coughs> Go the Hagawaris. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I think uh, I can tell you now the Crusaders are going to be too strong, but if there's a miracle... South Americans could win it. Indeed. It has to be, well, I think they'll need more than one miracle there, bro. I think they'll need more than one miracle. They'll need about five or six, if you ask me. Um, also, Reno, awesome to catch up with you once again, and go the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, mate. Always good to catch up Sunday morning, nice and early on a fresh morning. Uh, mm. Get out there and enjoy yourself over the weekend. Uh, July tomorrow, so half the year will be gone, just like that, bro. We'll be talking Christmas before we bloody know it. True but, uh, yeah, I won't be talking with you next Saturday. I'm busy with the uh, finals of yes. our rugby, our junior comp, and huge day in Pyro, bro. We've got like over a 1,000 people coming, 320 kids, so 16 teams. Massive day. But, uh, yeah, sport the winner on the day, bro, and always good. And I've got to say thanks, JT, for uh, introducing us to uh, Romeo. Yes. What yes. a uh, brilliant man mm. to uh, listen to, the inspiration coming from him. And, 
Yeah, good to see him out there supporting leagueies, bro. Indeed. Indeed. Now, well, uh, and a big good luck also to you, Reno, uh, with your team um, next Saturday, bro. Uh, what's your yeah, team yeah. called? What's your team called? Yeah, yeah, uh, Pyro Under 8. Uh, I'll be posting up all the social media stuff uh, once I get home. I've got, a, got other stuff to do, so, yeah, the little muck was out playing rugby league today. Um, yeah, we're just hardy, bro. Just go hard out, and, yeah, good to see all the support. And that's what it's about, you know, um, getting people on the sidelines, being positive as well, and love it, love it. And that'll be the swan song for me. I'm going to be stepping back, mate, from coaching. Nice, awesome, bro. Anyway, and JT, listen, bro, always uh, great being able to catch up with you. Uh, it was uh, awesome being able to uh, talk with um, uh, Romeo as well. So uh, thanks for hooking us up with um, the coach of the Jamaica National uh, Rugby League team. And, um, well, we look forward to catching up with you next week, obviously. Yeah, totally, boys. Uh, big show today, the coach of the Reggae Warriors, uh, Raz. Beautiful impersonation of a Spanish accent, which is more windy. <laughs> and good luck, Reno, with his great big game uh, next week. And uh, Keith, I've got a message to you from my wife, Lois. She said, save up all your winnings from poker and come with us to Jamaica next year. <laughs> I will certainly be thinking about that indeed. So that is us here on Full Time. Thanks very much for joining us as we continue on here on Tūrangi FM. Tūrangi.